0: Hello, good morning. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. This is a teaching ministry that is called to rightly divide the Word of God for the people of God. My name is Duane, and today we are going to continue in part two of our study, Is the Church Israel? Uh, Last time uh, I did a brief introduction in that regard. Uh, Many today teach that upon salvation, we, the church, the body of Christ, become spiritual Israel. Um... My question is, is God really through with the physical nation of Israel? Has he really given all the promises that he made to them, to us? Uh, Some will say that Israel in the Old Testament is merely an allegory for the church. In other words, the church is really true Israel. And my... My summation during my introduction is to make the scripture say that the church is spiritual or true Israel requires three things from those who are doing it. Um, number one, they must deny the precise fulfillment of prophecy. Uh, they must deny the precise fulfillment of prophecy given specifically to Israel. And that's where we're going to look today in part two. Uh, We're just going to take a quick look at whether or not this be true. Um, Over 90% of the Bible is given over to the physical nation of Israel. Uh, To teach the allegorical fulfillment of prophecy given to the nation of Israel is a gross distortion, I believe, of the clear, natural reading of the Scriptures. I've taught before that there are basically three principles regarding Bible study that we need to keep in mind as good students. Number one, it must be interpreted literally, unless the text dictates otherwise. Um, Number two, we should allow the Bible to interpret itself by comparing Scripture with Scripture. The best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. And if there is a contradiction, then it is not a right interpretation. Uh, we mentioned before the law of first mention, um, you know, things like that. If it says, it's this there, it can't say it's that here. Uh, and then number two, the dispensational method, I believe, must be used. Um, you know, first Timothy, second uh, Timothy two fifteen studies show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, thus um, rightly divide. Uh, our ministry is to rightly divide the word of God for the people of God. The word division or dividing means to cut straight. Uh, we need to ask ourselves when reading a portion of scripture, who wrote it? When did they write it to whom were they writing it to? And what did those who heard it understand when it was said? It's pretty simple. Um, you know, I mean, we need to look at none of the Old Testament was written to the body of Christ. I mean, it was written for us, but it was not written to us. Um, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and I will submit the first several chapters of Acts was written to the nation of Israel about the nation of Israel. And I would submit the Hebrew epistles. Um, everything in the, the the back part of your Bible, um, you know, once you get past the Pauline epistles, which started in Romans and run all the way down through Philemon, from Hebrews through Revelation was not written to us. Again, written for us in our edification, but I mean, Hebrews clearly states, you know, I mean, it was written to the Hebrews. You know, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time pass unto our fathers by the prophets. My fathers were not Jewish. Um, you know, James, I mean, he clearly says in James chapter number one, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. I'm not Jewish. I'm not a part of the twelve tribes. Uh, now, there are those that teach that today. And, and I think it's a gross misrepresentation of what the Bible says, they have to spiritualize the text to arrive at that conclusion. So the Bible needs to be rightly divided. Who wrote it? When did they write it? To whom was it written to? And what did they understand was being said at the time? Um, So the approved of God study by rightly dividing the word of truth. And again, we're not dividing truth from error because there is no error in the Bible. We are dividing truth from truth, and there is a truth for the nation of Israel that has nothing to do with the body of Christ and vice versa, okay? Um, an example uh, of many, and there's numerous, is found in Isaiah, where it specifically says that God will establish his house in Judah and Jerusalem from where he will judge the nations one day. Isaiah 2, 1 through 4, The word that Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall come to pass in the last days, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all the nations will flow into it. There's no symbolic language there. There's no metaphorical language there. It literally says that one day, God will establish his house on the top of the mountains, above the hills, and all the nations will flow into it. And many people will go and say, come ye, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Um, Jacob was a Jew, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their, their spears into pruning hooks and nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So, I mean, that literally says what's literally going to happen and to spiritualize these passages by saying that everything that was said about Israel is for the church today I mean, you would have to spiritualize countless other passages that go into detail uh, in regards to the holy city. Uh, matter of fact, an entire eight chapters in the book of Ezekiel, chapter number starting in chapter number 40, is given over to the description of the city that Isaiah was talking about. Uh, in Ezekiel chapter number 40... You get all this detail in the five and 20th year of our captivity. In the beginning of the year, the 10th day of the month, in the 14th year, the city was smitten. You get down here and behold, a man said unto me, son of man, behold, with thine eyes and hear with thine ears and set thine heart upon all that I will show thee. For to the intent that I might show them unto thee art thou brought hither, declare all that thou seest to where the house of Israel and behold a wall on the outside of the house round about it. He's describing the Eastern Gate and the outer court of this new, um, this new temple that is going to be built in Jerusalem. So you're going to have to spiritualize all of that. I mean, he measured the porch. He measured the little chambers. He measured the gate. (laughs) I mean, so you're, you're saying all of that is spiritually applicable to the church. Um, Again, to spiritualize them makes their natural meaning completely lost. So what's the point? And actually to do so gives permission to twist them to say whatever you want them to say. Too much of that is happening in the church today. That kind of handling of the scriptures completely undermines their authority and God's prophetic plan and purpose for the nation of Israel. And that's where we are today. And it's not its not new. Much of the spiritualization of the text began in the early 5th century with Augustine. Specifically his work, The City of God. And in it, he surmised that because the literal kingdom did not come, then it must be a spiritual one. So, the Jews... We're looking for a literal kingdom to come. You know, as they were coming back to Jerusalem, the Bible says they were expecting the the kingdom to suddenly appear. The mother of James and John, when you come into your kingdom, can my boys sit on your right and your left? They were looking for a literal kingdom to come. And of course, that literal kingdom did not come because they rejected the offer of the kingdom as given by Peter on the day of Pentecost so the early church under augustine spiritualized it as a result the church became israel we are now living in the quote kingdom the pope is christ's vicar on earth rome is the holy city i.e that's led to all millennialism. so the first thing you must do is see the church to see the church as israel is to deny the precise fulfillment of prophecy given specifically to Israel. Next time we get together, we'll look at the second thing that you're going to have to do in order to say that the church is Israel. You're going to have to reject the significance of God's separation purposely of the nation of Israel from the Gentiles, and we'll talk about that then. God bless you guys. Have a great day. And remember, God loves you and He wants the best for you and He's working all things out for your good.